please stand and face the font. Welcome in the name of Jesus the Savior, who died and was raised to new life by the grace of God. We are gathered here to worship, to remember our brother Norman, to give thanks for his life, to commend him to our merciful Redeemer, and to comfort one another in our grief. All who are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. In his baptism, Norman was clothed with Christ. In the day of Christ's coming, he shall be clothed with glory. Eternal God, maker of heaven and earth, who formed us from the dust of the earth, who by your breath gave us life, we glorify you. We glorify you. Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life, who suffered death for all humanity, who rose from the grave to open the way to eternal life, we praise you. We praise you. Holy Spirit, author and giver of life, the comforter of all who sorrow, our sure confidence and everlasting hope, we worship you. We worship you. To you, O blessed Trinity, be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God of grace and glory, we remember before you today our brother Norman. We thank you for giving him to us to know and to love as a companion in our pilgrimage on earth. In your boundless compassion, Console us who mourn. Illumine our lives so we may see in death the gates to eternal life, that we may continue our course on earth in confidence until by your call we are reunited with those who have gone before us. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. reading from Isaiah. Listen to me, you that pursue righteousness, you that seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, but I blessed him and made him many. For the Lord will comfort Zion, will comfort all her waste places, and will make her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the voice of song. Listen to me, my people, and give heed to me, my nation. For a teaching will go out from me, and my justice for a light to the peoples. I will bring near my deliverance swiftly. My salvation has gone out, and my arms will rule the peoples. The coastlands wait for me, and for my arm they hope. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look at the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish like smoke, the earth will wear out like a garment, and those who live on it will die like gnats. But my salvation will be forever, and my deliverance will never be ended. Word of God, word of life.
A reading from 1 Peter. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built upon into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, see I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you, then, who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner. And a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of the one who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Word of God, word of life. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. 
The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished these things, the crowds were astounded at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are so many things in life that are undependable. Think of the political divisions in our country. Think of global warming, the loss of civility these days. But until this past week, we didn't realize how the loss of norm would affect us. He seemed timeless. We could depend on Norm to follow through on a task, to care for Priscilla, to cheer us up when we arrived at church, to make a a wise crack or a teasing remark, even to irritate us at times. (laughs) Norm worked with his hands. He was a laborer, whether bricklaying or woodworking, whether masonry or working on cars or air conditioners. At one point, he built an entire car, I learned this past week. And as this congregation's demographics changed over the decades, and most folks were professionals in the neighborhood, Norm was the guy who worked on and cared for our building the one who fixed things, who could do everything that I cannot do, (laughs) the one who lovingly cared for, painted, repaired, attended to nearly every surface, every nook and cranny in this entire place. It seems like the whole unfinished basement below here was Norm's office, if you will. And I think one of Norm's coats is still down there. Norm may not have officially been on our staff, yet he was a part of the fabric of this place. To some, he was the face of Holy Trinity. Everybody knew him and his sense of hospitality and welcome. No wonder Psalm 84 is appropriate today. How lovely is your dwelling place. Happy are they who dwell in your house. Norm loved this church. 
and he loved this church building. And the verse that came to my mind this past week was actually from an older translation. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of iniquity. Now, I don't know what doorkeeper really means in the psalm, but for me, I'm going to take it to be an usher. <laughs> and Norm was the usher of ushers, training others, counting people, tidying up, filling the pew racks, but also always greeting people. That's the thing about Norm. He loved and cared for edifices and buildings and structures and churches, but he also loved people, including his family and those at the Sokol Center. I don't know if Norm ever built a house, but when we hear the parable about the man who built his house on rock, on a solid foundation that could withstand the storms of life, we can literally think of the ways Norm was concerned that structures of all types be dependable and strong, but he also built another kind of house. The foundation was his baptism and his strong faith in God. The reading from 2 Peter captures it well. The author urges us to come to Christ the living stone, but then invites us to become living stones, built into a spiritual house. In other words, God doesn't dwell only in holy places, but the people are the temple, the abode of the Spirit. By the way Norm lived, he got that. If I were to compare Norm to a biblical figure, I would choose Joseph, the stepfather of Jesus. Not only did Joseph lovingly care for a child that was not his own, but he is remembered as a woodworker, someone who used his hands to serve. Jesus surely learned that trade. And we will always think of Norm now when we sing the phrase, whose strong hands were skilled at the plane and the lathe in the beloved hymn, Lord of all faithfulness. Norm wasn't perfect. None of us are. And sometimes he seemed to be everywhere all the time. And he would come to the church all the time. And he would plop down in one of our staff offices and stay there for a long time. <laughs> Especially on the days that we had the most to do. We may not have realized it then, but his presence was always reminding us to make sure we were attending to what is most important ministry with people. As Falasa told me, as a cisgender white male, Norm was way ahead of his peers in terms of openness. She watched him be the only white guy in a room and completely blended in. Same with LGBTQ plus people, even if he didn't know what the letters stood for. <laughs> and Norm you have to admit, was hilarious, a real character. Can't you still just see that mischievous glint and smile in his eye? I'm told that he used to do drag racing, and, la and that led him to make NASCAR noise while driving on the highway, <laughs> Falasa remembers. 
And he would also talk about Nikki's Chevrolet on Irving Park and would joke that more parts went out the back door than over the counter. <laughs> there was also the time that Priscilla was trying to grow green onions in the garden and couldn't figure out like why they weren't coming up and growing until she caught the Lhasa eating them straight from the ground <laughs> and figured she must have learned that from Norm. <laughs> then there was the accident that chopped off part of his finger. He called home and said, well, you know, it's just a small cut. It needs a Band-Aid and gauze. But then when they saw his hand, the bone was sticking out of his finger and he looked at Priscilla and Thalassa like they were crazy when they said he needed to go to the hospital. I have been here a long time, and yet Norm predates me and most of the people here. That's why he seemed like such a rock, such a foundation, not only of the building, but of this community. And like many Lutherans, Norm didn't necessarily talk about his faith, but we knew his faithfulness. He would sing hymns at the back of the church with gusto. He would come forward reverently for communion. Isaiah invites us this day to look to the rock from which you were hewn, for the Lord will comfort Zion. Fear not, I am with you. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am your God and will still give you aid at our waking at our labors, at our homing, at our sleeping. The arms of God are swift to welcome and embrace. And as Norm now knows the Lord of all hopefulness face to face, today we commit him to the rest and care of the Almighty. So even amid anxiety and a world that seems so undependable, even when our foundation is a bit shaky due to Norm's loss. Amid our grief, we come together today to sing, to be comforted at this table, to remember Norm with great love and affection and laughter. And then, like Norm, to build our lives on a strong foundation. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home.
with the whole church, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Let us pray to our Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus, fullness of compassion, you consoled Martha and Mary in their distress. Draw near to us who mourn for Norm, and dry the tears of those who weep. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, man of sorrows, you wept at the grave of Lazarus, your friend. Comfort us who mourn. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, firstborn of the new creation, you raised the dead. Give to our brother life eternal. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, friend of sinners, you promised paradise to the repentant thief. Bring Norm to the joys of heaven. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, wellspring of life, you washed our brother in baptism and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Give him communion with all your saints. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, bread of life, you nourish Norm at your table on earth. Welcome him at your table in the heavenly kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, bright morning star, comfort us in our sorrows at the death of Norm. Let our faith be our consolation and eternal life our hope. Lord, in your mercy. Jesus, rock and foundation of the church, as you were strength to Norm, May we be signs of your hospitality and grace for both one another and strangers alike. Lord, in your mercy. God of all grace, we give you thanks because by his death, our Savior, Jesus Christ, destroyed the power of death. And by his resurrection, he opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Make us certain that because he lives, we shall live also and that neither life nor death nor things present nor things to come shall be able to separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always.
very warm welcome to Holy Trinity as we gather together today to remember our beloved Norm. Thank you for joining us and what a tribute to him is this uh, turnout today. We hope that you can join us for a reception following the service and it's in our Passivant Hall. You can get there through this exit door and another door and then there's a stairwell upstairs. Um, another way is to go outside and through the door on Magnolia and there's also then a, a, the stairwell will be right inside that door. Today we celebrate Holy Communion as a sign of the comfort that God provides us in loss and a sign of the community and unity we share in Christ. All are welcome to this table. It doesn't matter your denomination, if you're Catholic or Protestant or seeking um, or wondering what you think about church, you are invited to join us for communion. In fact, we say in this congregation that whoever you are, whatever the color of your skin, your race, ethnicity, who you love or marry, how you vote, how you see the world, even how you think of church, here is a place that we are united in our faith and united in our humanity, actually. So for communion, those who desire to come forward, the bread will be placed in your hand. The first chalice on each side is a silver chalice, a common cup, a sign of unity for drinking. The outer chalices are an intinction cup for dipping the bread into the wine. If you or you have a child that doesn't yet commune and you would prefer a blessing, please use this position for you or your child and the pastor will give you a blessing. You're also certainly welcome to stay in your seat as well. We now continue um, as we prepare to celebrate the Eucharist, the meal of Holy Communion.
with all the saints of Africa and Asia, India and the islands, Europe and the Americas. We praise you, O God, for you create the world. With all the baptized, with the old and the young, the weak and the strong, the famous and the forgotten, we bless you, O God, for you provide us with water and food. With all the faithful in cities and on farms, in mansions and huts, past and present, we worship you, O God, for you shelter the generations. With all your holy people, those who ministered in the church, those who served the poor, and all who walked the way of the cross, we glorify you, O God, for in Jesus you journeyed with us on earth. Blessed be God forever. Blessed be God forever. In the night in which you had betrayed our Lord Jesus, took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With Blessed Mary and all who sang of your greatness, we pray for the power of your Spirit. Visit this gathering, this bread and cup, with the presence of the body and blood of Christ. Form us into a communion of service and infuse your earth with the wholeness we seek. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. With grandparents and godparents, with the church universal, and especially with Norman and the beloved saints we hold in our hearts, lead us to a future we cannot see, and at the end draw us to yourself with all the saints in light, with earth and all its creatures, with sun and moon and stars, we praise you, O God, through Christ Jesus, in your spirit, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. makes for all peoples a feast of rich food and well-aged wine. Come and rejoice in God's salvation.
going to try and read through this so that I can get through it without too much difficulty. For those of you I haven't met, I'm Norm's son, Norm III, or as I was known growing up, Little Norman, <laughs> which was ironic because I was the biggest Norm of the three of us. <laughs> as I look out and see all these faces, it's obvious that my dad had a lot of people who cared about him. In fact, I'm a little jealous because it's also obvious that he had a lot more friends than I do <laughs> and a more active social life. Words that come to mind when I think of my dad are stoic, humble, sarcastic, funny, hardworking, stubborn. Late is not a word that I would describe him. My dad hated to be late for anything. If he was five minutes early, he thought he was late. <laughs> when I was growing up, if my curfew was 10 p.m. and I came in at 10.02, I was technically late and subject to grounding. <laughs> I thought about telling the funeral home that the service started at 1.30 so they would deliver his urn about 1.15. <laughs> then he would be late for his own funeral. <laughs> I think he would have seen the humor in that. <laughs> Growing up, he coached my little league teams for five or six years at Hamden Park. Every day, he was gone 12 hours working construction, which is hard work and very tiring. But every summer, he'd be there three times a week for practice and twice a week for games. I didn't appreciate what that took until my boys started playing Little League. My work wasn't nearly as physically taxing as his, but I couldn't find the time to coach. He put in all that time to spend with me. My mom and dad were only married a short time before she got sick and passed away in 1966 when I was about 16 months old. It wasn't easy for a single father, and I lived with several relatives before staying for many years with my dad's sister. When I would introduce friends to them as my mom and dad, Norm and Norma, brother and sister, <laughs> I always got a funny look. A couple of months ago, my wife Yvonne and I were in town to celebrate my sister, his sister, my mom's birthday. My dad and I sat next to each other talking and eating. Yvonne came over and looked at us both, eating salads without dressing, and said, that's where you get it. <laughs> and then made a comment about how we were sitting the same and had the same expression. I like people saying that I'm just like my dad. But the truth is that I'll have a hard time being half a good a man as he is. Before my dad got a cell phone, it was nearly impossible for me to reach him. He was, he was never at home. When I called, if Priscilla answered, she'd usually say, he's out, he'll be back in an hour. 
or he's out to church or soaking or at the garage or at Bill's. When he finally got a phone a few years ago and we talked more often, <clears throat> but you know my dad, a long conversation was all in about three minutes. <laughs> to paraphrase Mike Ditka, my dad threw words around like they were manhole covers. <laughs> but being a man, a few words didn't limit him from being a man with a big heart. It didn't matter if you were family, a close friend, or just a casual friend. He was always there to help someone who needed it. And even with a few words, there was usually some wisdom there if you looked for it. One day after his brother passed away in 1992, he told me, it's only too late when someone's gone. And I think what he was saying is don't let anger and bitterness Replace the love you have for someone and ruin a relationship. Since I was about 18 or 19, before every time we parted or hung up the phone, we said, I love you, and we meant it. In fact, that's the last thing we said to each other last Saturday morning. If you want to remember or honor my dad, please take his advice and fix that relationship with someone you care about. Don't wait until they're gone to say you're sorry or I love you. I hope you're proud of your dad. And then I can live up to the example you've set. I'm so proud to be your son. I miss you. Before I start, um, first I'll introduce myself. I'm Scott Prago. I'm the president of Soko USA Lodge 306, where Norm spent a lot of his time. So I'd like to ask all of the members of Norm's Soko family to please stand up so people, people can see how many more people, people's lives Norm touched. Dear Priscilla, Randy and family, Norma and family, Norman family, 
Billy, Danny, Tim, and all of Norm's nieces, nephews, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, especially our so-called sister, Velaz. I would like to extend my deepest sympathy and prayers to all of you on the loss of your husband, brother, father, uncle, grandfather, and great-grandfather. It is becoming all too often that old circles are meeting under these sorrowful circumstances to remember our circle brothers and sisters that have passed. Unfortunately, we are here this afternoon under these same circumstances to remember brother Norm Kaiser. I do not know if everyone knows this, but Norm was a giant <laughs> in so many ways. Don't let his physical stature fool you. He had a heart as big as the ocean and a generosity about him that was second to none. And for those that don't know, he was tough as nails too. He will be missed dearly by so many, especially at Sokol, where everyone was his friend. It seemed like Norm was always there. From the time my kids were born, it was always Grandpa Norm. Ironically, just last week, Veloz and I were talking about how Norm would be around forever. Norm did everything at Sokol, except gymnastics. <laughs> he loved coaching baseball and teaching the kids about the game. That showed in how he interacted with the, the kids at Sokol. Although not a gymnast, Norm always was supportive of the gymnastics program and loved to watch and encourage the kids. You could tell he genuinely cared about the kids and about Sokol. He was also very proud about this church. He would always talk about the church like it was one of his kids. At Sokol, he was always willing to help wherever needed, most of the time without being asked. Norm was always at Sokol to check whatever needed to be checked. He was always there to fix everything that needed to be fixed. And he did it without us even knowing about it. That was stealth Norm. <laughs> when we had bingo, Norm was there every Sunday to help. He was loved by all the bingo players, which is not a very easy task to do. <laughs> he helped on the bingo floor. He sold cards. He sold raffles. He tended bar, he helped in the kitchen, and then of course he helped clean up. Norm helped at every function at Sokol, setting up, bartending, cleaning up, doing whatever was needed or asked to do. Norm has been Lodge 306 Vice President for 20 years. He has been a member of the House Committee for even longer. Norm's work experience made him very knowledgeable and a tremendous asset to our House Committee. He always knew how to fix the little things and repair some of the big things. He saved our butts countless times. Whether it was tile, bricks, lights, compressors, boilers, or a toilet, Norm was the guy who knew how to get it done. He was even up on the scaffold with me and Dennis and Brian over Christmas changing lights. All of Norm's contributions to Lodge 306 made him one of Lodge 306's Gold Key recipients 
the highest award bestowed upon Lodge 306 members, receiving his in 2005. I know I have only touched on some of the contributions Norm made to Sokol, obviously not mentioning the stuff Norm did that no one will ever know about. But all of these memories and his dedication to Sokol will never be forgotten. Sokols are a special and unique group. Sokols have a dedication and passion second to none. Sokols are a big family and we love each other. That's why it's so hard when one leaves. As I've said in the past, no matter how old or how young someone is, or how prepared we think we are, or how much we say that someone is in a better place, one of the most difficult things to do is say goodbye to a loved one. On behalf of Sokol, it is with heartfelt fondness and sorrow that we say goodbye. And Nazda.
into your hands, O holy God. We commend our brother Norman. In this life, through the waters of baptism, you embraced him with your tender love. Now bid him to enter eternal rest. Welcome him to your paradise, where there will be no more sorrow, no weeping or pain, but where he will enjoy the fullness of peace and joy in your presence, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen.